The show you love with even more local, local news, news and more local talk. talk. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's your host, Mike Douglas. And welcome to the Mike Douglas Show here on this Wednesday afternoon in California's Central Valley. Thank you for joining us. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation as we take a look at the issues of the day rationally, reasonably, and uh, respectfully here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, quick word as we begin the uh, Mike Douglas Show today. Uh, there has been static off and on on our uh, apparently via our transmitter on the air uh, throughout the day. What's that? No, no, I'm not the one giving people static. Here goes the peanut gallery already. No, no, no. No, I'm not the one giving static. There is a gremlin somewhere in the electronics that is causing a bit of static off and on. We're aware of it. And uh, our uh, professionals that deal with static gremlins are uh, are dealing with it as best they can so yes we're aware of it and they're doing the best they can to mitigate that uh, very quickly just a reminder today at 4 p.m and every wednesday as we go through election time both the primaries and the general election Coming up in November, Wednesday afternoons at 4 in our second hour, we'll provide you the opportunity, if you have a candidate you'd like to tell us who you're voting for and why you're voting for them. We ask you to boil that down maybe to a minute or two so we can fit everyone in. We invite you to call in. Our number here, 209-551-3483. Again, that's second hour, 4 p.m. on Wednesdays. Feel free to call in, tell us who you're voting for, why you're voting for them. And if you are a candidate or you know one, we would love to have you um, call us as well. So thank you. Uh, thank you for that. We'll look forward to that at uh, 4 p.m. And uh, if uh, the static does <laughs> creep in from time to time today, we ask you to please stay with us and uh, it We'll, we'll, we'll work through it. We'll, we'll overcome the, the obstacle. A couple of uh, new quick notes today. As Almost as soon as it was born, it has been aborted by the Biden administration. What am I talking about? Well, apparently it has at least paused the disinformation board. Mm-hmm. And today, Nina Jankowitz, who was the disinformation expert, apparently has said that she is resigning uh, to return to her work in the public sphere. We'll now observe a millisecond of silence in memory of Nina Jankowitz, who has moved on to something else. Okay, we're done. So there we go. Uh, it was a bad idea from the beginning. It was a horrible idea from the beginning. It has absolutely no constitutional foundation. In fact, it is uh, anti-constitutional, if you ask me, for the government to have a disinformation board. It was a horrible idea from the very beginning. And Nina Jankowitz uh, took it on knowingly and uh, I'm sure wishes at this point maybe she had not. 
uh, in very fine print here. Let's see, what does her statement says? Uh, say, after six years dedicated to the study of disinformation and best practices in responding to it, I joined the Department of Homeland Security to be the executive director of the Disinformation Governance Board with the intention of supporting the department's important work addressing disinformation that affects the homeland. With the board's work paused and its future uncertain, I have decided to leave DHS, Department of Homeland Security, to return to my work in the public sphere. It is deeply disappointing that mischaracterizations of the board became a distraction from the department's vital work. I I would say it's words about the truth of of the board. But anyway, this is her statement, so let me continue. And indeed, along with recent events globally and nationally uh, embodies why it is necessary, I maintain my commitment to building, building awareness of disinformation's threats and trust the department will do the same. So those are the departing words from Nina Jankowitz. And uh, I, again, this was a horrible idea from the beginning. Whoever looped her into this, um, well, I deserves to be fired. Whoever came up with the idea deserves to be not, not working for our taxpayer dollars. Would you, would you not agree with that? Another quick note, uh, especially if uh, you're one that mows your lawn perhaps during midweek or you're in an area where they allow burning and such, there's a red flag warning coming up for Sacramento and San Joaquin Valley starting tomorrow on Thursday. National Weather Service says the warning will be in place from 11 a.m. tomorrow Thursday through 8 p.m. Friday night. Critical fire weather is expected from Redding, South to Modesto. They're uh, expecting low humidity, gusty winds out of the north up to 45 miles per hour. And the Bay Area also has fire weather concerns. So uh, I, I can tell you really important, especially if there are any potential rocks or things that uh, can cause friction, good idea not to mow or weed whack during a red flag warning to, uh, to avoid any possible uh, fires at all. All right, have uh, the, the it's perplexing, and I and we mentioned yesterday the the whole issue of the Orange County tragedy, where uh, a, a man was killed during a well, it was actually a meal after a church service uh, in Orange County, and if you remember the the details, the suspect is named David Chow. David Chow, 68 years old. Good night, 68 years old. Anyway, he's accused of killing one and wounding five during a church shooting um, over the weekend on Sunday. Here's Orange County District Attorney Todd Spitzer giving some details. This case uh, is definitely a case um, that I'm looking at for death. I'm not prejudging it. I told you I have a complete open mind. So the DA, Spitzer, is filing 10 charges against the suspect, David Chow. And the murder charge that's being leveled includes a special circumstance that could make Chow eligible 
for the death penalty. Again, here's D.A. Spitzer from Orange County. The reason for the lying in wait, and the lying in wait is what gets us to the special circumstances, which gets us to life without the possibility of parole or death. So the DA explained the diabolical, that's my word, the diabolical nature of the suspect's tragedy of of lying in wait. And there was plenty of evidence of premeditated plans in all this, plans apparently for death and destruction. This case is about the person concealing themselves in plain view through the fact that they made everybody so comfortable because they had led everybody to believe they, they were just there to celebrate the life of Jesus and the pastor coming back from Taiwan. So the DA then detailed how the suspect, Mr. Chow, gained the confidence of those he allegedly planned to kill and one that he did, both uh, with weapons and explosive devices, apparently, that were found um, in his property. When defendant Chow went into that church, he did everything he could to fit in, to make himself one of them. And even though originally when he came to the door, the greeters asked him who he was and why he was there, he had said some words to the effect that, oh, I've been here before, but they knew because it's a small congregation that that wasn't true. But they're they're parishioners and they're believers. And they will always welcome somebody into the congregation or at least into the service to celebrate with them. That is what uh, these Christians did and that's what Christians typically did. Absolutely. Now, notice how the suspect here, he he played upon the anticipated nature of Christian people. He counted on them being welcoming. He counted upon them being accepting. He counted upon them being generous. And I go back to my sense that the root issue here is evil at work, and it manifests itself in many ways. It can manifest itself, manifest itself through racism and in this case, political ideology. Apparently, Mr. Chow, the suspect, is a Chinese immigrant, and he was upset about the status of Taiwan being independent of China. And so he took his unhinged ideologies out on these Taiwanese worshipers. Now, D.A. Spitzer asked a reasonable question that I think we comes to many of our minds. How come no one noticed that this Mr. Chow was doing weird things in the background, like chaining doors shut. So he used that ruse to get in there and then make that entire room feel comfortable. He talked to individuals there, and he bought himself time to make these people feel comfortable with him. Uh, And then they were so comfortable at some point, and... A lot of us have really struggled with this, and I've had this question, and I've struggled with it too. How was it that they didn't notice that he was putting chains on the doors and locking the doors? So what it brings to mind is this delicate balance between reflecting the nature of Christ in terms of being welcoming and and generous and such, while at the same time, And I know many of you may be thinking of that scriptural reference of being wise as serpents and gentle as doves. That delicate balance between being welcoming and protecting your parishioners. So what are ways, do you think, what what ways can we pastors, 
what what methods can we use to preserve the nature of being welcoming and still protect the people in the worship center? 209-551-3483. How do we strike that balance? Give you some thoughts coming up in three minutes. 209-551-3483 as the Mike Douglas Show continues on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. You're listening to the Mike Douglas Show, the voice of the valley. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show this Wednesday afternoon in California's Central Valley. Thanks so much for joining us, 3 to 5 p.m. right here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. By the way, in, in response, and when we covered a lot of this uh, earlier in the week, but in response to the, the tragic shooting in Buffalo, New York, and of course uh, this shooting we, we have been talking about today in Orange County at the church down there in Laguna Woods, uh, the House of Representatives apparently is set to vote on two Democratic bills involving domestic terrorism and baby formula. There's a juxtaposition. Apparently, according to reports, the first measure aims to curb domestic terrorism and violent extremism by white supremacists. All right. I guess that excludes what happened at the church in uh, Laguna Woods yesterday, right? Or on Sunday, right? Yeah. Who was the suspect? He was an Asian man, a Chinese man. Hmm. How about Waukesha? Well, there's another white suspect. Nope, that that wasn't a white suspect either. Larry Elder tweeted this out, and I'm going to round this out in a a broad brush here in a second, but Larry Elder tweeted this out yesterday. He said, the white buffalo killer was triggered by race. So was the black Waukesha mass killer and the Asian Orange County mass shooter. Whites, as to their percentage of population, commit comparatively fewer mass killings and mass shootings. Blacks and Asians, as to their percentage of the population, commit comparatively more. And that's, his, that's him crunching his numbers on this, obviously. My point on bringing all of this up is there's always a rush to deal with the superficial political problem that will pander to the people who yell the loudest. And, and that's what the House is doing here. The, the, the deep-down real issues involved here are evil is rampant, lawlessness is allowing evil to run rampant, and it is elected officials primary, primarily who are creating the foundation of lawlessness because of their unwillingness, inability, and maybe, well, maybe it is unwillingness to enforce the laws that are already on the books. And I am so weary. Let's have a hearing. Let's have a hearing. I am so weary. Are you weary of all of these hearings? Let's have a hearing. And so then various and sundry politicians and advocates can, can uh, plume their feathers like proud peacocks on, uh, on C-SPAN and get 
possibly some airtime on the mass media, depending on what, what side they're presenting. I am so sick and tired of these hearings. How about we enforce the laws that are already on the book? How about books? How about if we enforce the laws that are already there? How about we deal with mental illness in, in rational and realistic ways? How about we, we deal with all the fentanyl coming over the border? How about we deal with, with the uh, gangsters, uh, the cartel folks coming over the border? How about we, if we deal with real issues, the tough issues, and not worry about the mainstream media and how they're going to react to that? Do you think we'll ever get to that point? Well, I point to June 7, the primaries there, and uh, November 8, 2022. I think those are both tipping points for us. The primaries coming up here, and then primarily the... uh, That was a dumb word to put primaries and then primarily. That was a bad connection. But uh, I'm putting the emphasis on the general election coming up in November 2022. November 2022, it's going to be, I think, a tipping point. Do we go ahead and leave people in office who have created lawlessness because of their public policy, who have abused their authority to create lockdowns that really did not have much effect in in curtailing the COVID-19 virus, the politicians who flat out lied to us saying, well, 15 days, 15 days to flatten the curve. It wasn't 15 days to flatten the curve. It was uh, two years, 18 months to two, two years or more of draconian public policy that has decimated our economy. And now we're in inflation that is skyrocketing, hovering between eight and eight and a half percent lately. The, these, these are the folks that need to be removed from office. Why do we keep putting them there? And by the way, I, w- I want to follow up on a, uh, on a call yesterday. I think it was a John from uh, Brentwood talked about a, a site, a website called iVoterGuide.com. iVoterGuide.com. Got to poke around on that a little bit. Uh, It is a function of the American Family Association, I believe. And I I found it to be pretty accurate. They are not telling you who to vote for, but they are assessing whether they are very liberal, whether they are very conservative, or somewhere in between. And they're basing that, as far as I can tell, and I've looked at this quite a bit over the past 24 hours, it seems like they're doing their due diligence, and uh, and they are being very careful uh, to base their assessments on empirical data, not not just saying this is our opinion and we want you to join us in our opinion, but it appears that there's there's pretty good empirical data that they're uh, basing uh, what uh, what their assessments are. So. I, uh, I encourage you, uh, and, and thank you again, John from Brentwood, for bringing that to our attention. I encourage you to take a look at it. Again, it's called, uh, the website is ivoterguide.com, ivoterguide.com. Take a look at it and let us know what you think. And by the way, just a reminder, 
today at 4 o'clock. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. leading up to the election times, we'll have the opportunity for you to weigh in on politicians that, uh, that you would like to, uh, like to support. We're going to go very quickly to the phones, 209-551-3483. And uh, to Debbie and Stanislaus. Debbie, we have about uh, 30 seconds before the computer kicks me off. 30, 30 seconds will be fine. Great. Okay. How far do we want to push everything and let it go before we call treason? We need to do it. What is your opinion? Before we call treason? I, I didn't quite hear that. Yes? Treason? Treason. Yeah, day I, one, I, I treason think, has been committed. I think there are a lot of federal officials who have committed treason. And uh, federal officials that ought to be, that ought to be uh, prosecuted for the laws they have broken. But as we've seen, Debbie, and I'm pretty sure this is in your thesis here, uh, often the people in power are not the ones that get prosecuted. Uh, good thought, Debbie. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Coming up, we're going to talk to... Detective Fernando Gomez from Stanislaus County Sheriff's Department about scams. Don't go away. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's more with the voice of the valley, Mike Douglas on Power Talk 1360 KFIV and streamed on the iHeartRadio app. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And I've been waiting for this uh, opportunity for, oh, a couple weeks now. Very excited to have on the line with us Detective Fernando Gomez. He's from the Stanislaus County uh, Sheriff's Office, a detective assigned to general crimes. Also, uh, as part of that, scams. Detective, welcome. Thanks for sharing some time with us today. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Hey, let's uh, let's start with in general. What are we seeing right now in terms of scams in our area, and uh, what type of scams are you seeing that are uh, <laughs> that are trying to victimize a lot of our populace? Yeah, it's a huge issue here uh, in our county, and a lot of what I'm having coming across my desk is uh, what you would call VoIP scams. So, VoIP stands for Voice Over Internet Protocol. And essentially what's going on is these criminals are using these VoIP providers um, that you can, you can literally pull up your phone and go into your, your apps and you can get all kinds of VoIP providers, uh, which essentially allows you to text and call over the Wi-Fi uh, for free. Um, the reason why that's significant is because these criminals, they can choose from a batch of phone numbers to use and they can use whatever area code they want. So a lot of these scams that we're seeing, it, it's a lot by a phone call and text message. And I, I know from not personal experience, but a, a family member, uh, he actually had someone try to scam him. They were pretending to be from a local police department, had the name of the police department on the caller ID and the correct phone number as well. Uh, am I right? That's called oh, spoofing, yeah. and and that's that's pretty popular too, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because one of the recent cases I had was someone um, impersonating a sergeant here at our department trying to scam this victim, basically saying, hey, there's a warrant out for your arrest, and uh, you need to pay 
you need to pay me $20,000 for us to take care of this. And the audacity of the criminal, um, they actually, he tried to set up um, a meeting place in front of our sheriff's department too, in our front parking lot. So, um, I mean, these people are desperate and uh, they're willing to victimize anyone. That that takes some guts to try to caper in front of the sheriff's department. That That's unreal. Right. No, absolutely. And uh, like I was saying, you know, for, for the VoIP providers, um, there's so many out there and they love to use them because they'll be using one. I mean, they'll use one phone number one day, change it the next. And if they want to operate, you know, in our county doing scams here, it's easy. They can just change the area code uh, for the phone number. And obviously people, when they receive phone calls from an area code they recognize, they're more than, they're probably going to be a little more willing to answer that phone and uh, respond to this complete stranger. So it's, it's, it's really sad what they're trying to do. So give us, uh, give us an indication, if you would, uh, what, what's a tip off? What, what should people be watching for in terms of scams? I, I always say, well, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is, but obviously people are being victimized. What, they sh- what should they be looking for as, as red flags? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for one, um, law, a law enforcement agency is never going to call you demanding any form of payment and more than likely, they're not going to call you and let you know that, hey, you have a warrant for your arrest, and it, 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 that's just not even a thing. So rest assured, if you're getting a phone call from a local department or any even organization in our area, you know, like power providers, PG&E, MID, TID, whatever, if you're getting a phone call from these people, and they sound so legitimate over the phone, right? They they try to – it's almost a little intimidating because they're speaking fast and you feel almost pressured and obligated to answer their questions and almost give up your personal information to a complete stranger just because they sound legitimate. So, for one, I would say rest assured that law enforcement agencies are not going to call you demanding any payment. So, the advice I would give – would be to always verify who you're speaking with. You know, never give any personal information to anyone over the phone who is not verified as a legitimate organization. And also don't be afraid to hang up and contact the local organization alleging this personal matter or financial matter against you. Uh, There's no rush to answer their questions. Don't feel pressured and obligated to answer any further questions and just hang up. You know, verify for yourself, protect yourself. Is there, uh, and we often think in terms of uh, especially telephone scams, we think of targeting uh, the elderly, but is there one common demographic or does it really, do the victims, are are they from all different age groups? You know, quite frankly, from what I'm seeing, um, it doesn't matter. Um, You know, yes, the elderly, um, you know, they are targeted because of their you know, their advanced age and whatnot, but you know, they, uh, they don't discriminate. They, uh, it doesn't matter what age you are. They're targeting everybody. Um, a lot of the cases I get across my desk, it's just varying ages from, I mean, from 20 year olds all the way up to, you know, advanced age. It's, it's really, uh, it's really crazy right now. 
If you have a question, by the way, regarding scams, now's the time that we have Detective Gomez with us. Our number here, 209-551-3483. Again, if you have a question about scams, we have the expert with us, Detective Fernando Gomez from Stanislaus County Sheriff's Department. Our number here, 209-551-3483. Detective Gomez, when you talk about payment, how does that, are, are there various ways they attempt to extract money from people? Talk about some of the examples there. Yeah, so from one, um, it, it's really funny. Um, they'll, they'll call, you know, they'll pretend to be with this legitimate organization. Um, and you're getting this phone call from this person who's claiming to be this representative. And they're asking for payment for, I don't know, you know, even if it's for power, like, uh, they threaten and say, you know, we're going to shut your power off because you didn't pay so-and-so amount and you owe like 450 bucks. So they're demanding this payment, yet they want you to go to the store, uh, to some liquor store, wherever, and they want you to get prepaid Visa cards, right? They want you to mail it to a P.O. box, or they want you to take pictures of the cards and send it to some different cell phone number, right? It, it's just so, you know, it's almost kind of like a, I mean, that in itself is a red flag. It's it's just funny how they come off, try to be so legitimate, but resort to that sort of payment method. But, I mean, that's we see a lot of that. Um, uh, we see a lot of that going on in this area. How do you, uh, I would imagine it's hard, how do you prosecute or how do you even find the suspects in these cases? Yes. So, um, to be quite frank, it's difficult it's difficult to track VoIP phone numbers. You know, it's almost like you're kind of chasing a ghost. It's not impossible. Um, it can, it can be done, but you have these people who create these VoIP accounts. And for one, they're not going to use their own personal information for these accounts, you know, first name, last name, whatever email address, it's all fabricated and it's, it's all separated from their own personal account. So you have this person creating this fabric, this account under this fabricated person using this, you know, temporary phone number. Now, I mean, it's possible to, you know, trace IP addresses to find, you know, what, what routers or whatever they're using for what Wi-Fi from whatever location. But then again, um, it's, then again, it's so difficult to track because it's like, you know, okay, we have a general location of where we are, but you know, where exactly are we going to go pinpoint and, and try to find these, this person? It, it's extremely difficult, you know, truthfully. I would imagine. Um, and, and are are some of the people, like, foreign? are they from other countries because it's a, a VoIP-type situation? We do see a lot of that, too. Um, not too long ago, you know, we had someone being scammed over, even Facebook Messenger, someone was being scammed and... Um, this this victim was sending over money because this scammer, you know, established a relationship with this person, and the victim felt bad, and and it's and this was just a developing conversation that went on for a long amount of for an extended amount of time, and the victim sending this person money will come to find out this this account, you know, fabricated person wasn't who they were saying they were, um, come to find out they were in Africa, mm-hmm. you know they were all the way in Africa scamming uh, this victim who lives here locally. So it's, they're all over. I mean, they're everywhere. 
Yes. Let's go to the phones very quickly. 209-551-3483. Lane from Modesto, you're on with Detective Gomez from the Sheriff's Department. Go ahead with your question. Hello, my question is, uh, how successful are these people? You know, I've had attempted uh, calls where they've attempted to scam me, and most of them are pretty transparent. I'm just wondering how widespread the victims are on this is it is it well are people falling prey a lot you know um a lot of people i I would say you know it's sad to say a lot of people are falling for it um there are there are a vast majority of people that verify who try to verify who they're speaking with but i mean i would say about maybe 45%, 45%, maybe even almost half people are falling for this stuff because the thing is, is that when they receive these phone calls and these scammers, they're, you know, they, they, they pretend that they're from some legitimate organization. They talk fast. They, they sometimes even don't know like the person's first name who they're talking to. And the victim is pressured and almost feels obligated in a sense to, answer these questions um so a a lot of people kind of fall for it a little bit and uh in this area too it's sad that people are falling victim to it so i I would say about 45 percent of people are actually falling for it yeah if i may a follow-up question is there anything we can do uh when we get a call like this to take information or do anything that would help you in enforcement yes um if, if you do get a phone call from a scammer and they, they, you know, they are extremely adamant and they're, you know, even follow-up phone calls, almost like harassing you, absolutely contact, um, you know, whatever jurisdiction you're, you're in, whether it be the San Francisco County Sheriff's Department, Modesto Police Department, wherever you are in our county, uh, no, absolutely do call in and provide whatever phone number they've been giving and um, whatever, uh, whatever information they've been trying to gather from you provide that so at least law enforcement can have that phone number and do what they can if they're going to follow up with that with tracing it or going any further with that absolutely lane thanks so much for your call appreciate that Uh, on the line with us just for another few moments is detective fernando gomez from stanislaus county sheriff's department Uh, let's take another quick call from kathleen in oakdale kathleen you're on with the detective uh, yeah, my question is, I, um, I've i been getting phone calls for decades now from uh, a law enforcement um, agency and uh, uh, that's based in Washington, D.C., and they're looking for, they're mm. not affiliated with any candidate, uh, but they apparently, their offices, anyway, they want money. And be, they tell me that I made a pledge that I never made, and they just want my mailing address so that I can, um, uh, they can fill I can. They can send me a form that I can send back the pledge that I never pledged that I would make. Uh, and, uh, okay. and the RNC does the same thing, and this is, goes on for decades. And I've, I've called the FCC to complain about it, and um, they say to me that it's it's more of a civil matter. It's not a criminal matter, and that the FCC only, only um, uh, investigates it as a civil matter. And I'm just wondering what the detective can tell me if if – uh, the the law enforcement uh, does he investigate anything like that and does he investigate it as a crime or as a civil matter 
So from what it sounds like is, um, I mean, from what it sounds like, it does sound like they're attempting, they're trying to scam you. They want, they want money from me. Right. Um, so it's almost, it, do they call you from the same number or is it different every time? It's, uh, it's, it varies a little bit, but not much. They do they do uh, re- repeat using the same number, yes. Not okay. over the years okay. per se, but you know, and any one year they will call me uh, several times from the same number. And if I block the number, then they will they will uh, they will go to a new number to call me from. Yeah, no, I hear you absolutely. And you know what's funny? You mentioned that uh, myself personally, I get those same phone calls too. Um, it seems a lot now. Um, so I, I'm kind of dealing with the same thing you are here and then. And it's funny, I get these phone calls and for the most part, they're different phone numbers for me. So what I've been doing personally and kind of the advice that I would give you is I I block these phone numbers and I know it's like harassment. They keep calling you over and over and over again, but I, you know, all I can do is just hang up, block whatever phone number is calling me um, to kind of save myself that headache. But it, it's just kind of one of those things. It's it's, it's never going to go away. Absolutely. Uh, thank, thank you so much for your call, Kathleen. We'll take one more call. Lori in Modesto, you're on with Detective Gomez. What if we get a company, a well-known company, to do work for us? They put it on this uh, billing for the, I think it's called the heat program, and they charge us that the exact amount it's supposed to cost rather than charging one time for the whole amount. They charge six times so far. Would that be also with you guys? Uh, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't catch that. I'm not entirely familiar with that. What what was that? What yeah, was I think I think detective uh, that that what we're talking about here uh, is uh, probably abuse of, an, of a HUD type program involving uh, you know a commitment to do roofing and and the uh, uh, the work wasn't done or it wasn't done properly that that sort of thing. Does that get us kind of in a, into a different uh, area of civil civil litigation? Um, a little bit when it comes to, I mean, as far as any agreements, um, as far as any agreements as, as upgrades or work to your house or anything like that, um, just because there's kind of an agreement there, um, a little bit. Yeah. Detective Fernando Gomez has been our guest. Uh, Lori, thank you for your call. Appreciate that. Detective, thanks for sharing uh, your wisdom and your experience with us today. Uh, hopefully this can mitigate uh, some more victims out there. And by the way, we're, we're big proponents and supporters of law enforcement. Thank you, sir, for what you do and uh, keep on keeping on. All right. Thanks, Mike, for having me. All right. Thanks again, Detective Fernando Gomez from Stanislaus County Sheriff's Department. Hey, uh, I'm sure you're aware home prices keep rising in our area. Inventory's low, interest rate hikes. Man, that means there's fluctuations in price, doesn't it? So selling your home right now with an aggressive, experienced agent, that's the right move, I think, to maximize your equity. Are you worried about costly repairs or upgrades that might be needed to sell your home? If I were to sell mine, I'd have big worries about that. Well, listen, call the agent I trust and recommend. Call Dan Phipps. 
Dan's proprietary marketing system guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours for full market value, or he'll sell it for free. His home selling program, it's designed to maximize your selling price. You're in complete control. There's no costly repairs required, no long-term contracts, and you can pick your move date. And Dan can even find you a new home before you move. Keith and Tanya in Oakdale, they tell us uh, the mental and physical toll of a long commute was killing them. It was time to sell, move closer no matter what. And they didn't think they had enough equity to afford a home closer to work. But Dan Phipps heard their story and immediately set some very high expectations. And Dan wound up selling their home for thousands more than even his high expectation initial price. They're now in a brand Brand new home and much closer to work thanks to Dan Phipps. So call Dan. He is the man I recommend, and I'd hired him to sell my own home. He's the only agent. Guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours or it's sold free. Call Dan Phipps, 209-593-1111, or go to danphipps.com. That's Dan Phipps with three Ps, D-A-N-P-H-I-P-P-S.com. Mike Douglas, show back in three minutes on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 1360 KFIV is your place online. Let's get social with Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Coming up in uh, the not too distant future, like maybe five to seven minutes, uh, we will have the opportunity to open the phones. If you have a candidate that you would like to support on the air, Tell us who that candidate is and why you're supporting them. And we'll keep it down. We'll try to maybe one or two minutes apiece so we can get everybody in. And we want to take this opportunity every Wednesday during our 4 o'clock hour. Also, uh, any candidates that you know of that would like to come on and briefly tell us who they are, what they're running for, why they're running, why we should vote for them, we're open to having them too. Again, that'll be every Wednesday here through election season uh, at the 4 o'clock hour on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And uh, as, uh, by, by the way, saw this very quickly, let, let me just mention that the Ringling Brothers Circus is returning. Did you just, I, I used to enjoy going to the circus, but no animals, no lions, elephants, and horses because for the first time since its opening in 1768, they'll only have humans. Well, they say the, the show is evolving to stay successful. I think they're bowing. I think, I think that's a scam too, right, Producer Mike? I think they're bowing to the woke culture. I'm sorry to see it. What's a circus without animals? All right. Your opportunity to tell us who you're voting for and why coming up in five minutes on The Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Again, back in five minutes. The show you love with even more local news and more local talk. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. 
Here's your host, Mike Douglas. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show as we are in hour number two here on this fine Wednesday on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And again, every Wednesday at the second hour, 4 p.m. hour, we're going to open the phones. And especially leading up to elections, we'll offer you the opportunity if you would like to call in and tell us who you're supporting for a particular office. Please feel free to do so and tell us who you're supporting and why you're supporting them. Our number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. And uh, we'll also invite uh, candidates, if you know candidates that might like to call, please have them do so. Again, that's uh, every Wednesday uh, during the election season at 4 o'clock, our number 209-551-3483. Again, our uh, thanks to uh, Detective Fernando Gomez for joining us uh, at the end of the first hour. We were talking about various scams and uh, and the way those roll out. Uh, and and messaged us here and says, "I just hang up on him. That that's that's a good idea." My uh, my mother uh, up in into her eighties uh, was well versed on how to handle scammers. Now you have to realize that uh, my father was also a high school teacher, but he was also a, a reserve police officer, and uh, I was in law enforcement as well. So having a husband and a son in law enforcement, she, uh, she was very aware of watching out for scams. And believe it or not, and this must have happened at least, I would say, five to seven times during the last couple of years of her life. But somebody would call and say, Grandma! Grandma, it's your grandson, and I'm stuck in Texas, and I I can't get back, and I can't get a hold of mom and dad. Can you, can you wire me some money so I can get home? And of course, a, a lot of elderly people will fall for that. A couple of reasons for that. Generationally, I think uh, the the builder generation uh, has a or had a level of trust that succeeding generations don't have of people because that trust has been violated uh, so much. And and they are very easily uh, manipulated into and conned into uh, providing help because their nature is is to help and, and to serve. So anyway, uh, the, the, these guys would call up and, and my mother, even into her 80s, would play along with it. Oh, where are you in Texas? And they'd they'd stumble around. They'd they'd find some Texas city, and then she'd say, "No, oh, hey, we're on the phone. How is uh, how is your other brother?" And they'd go, "Oh, well, he's doing well." Well, there was no other brother. Uh, you know, there's there's only a grandson and a granddaughter. So she knew ways to ferret out uh, who was what, and and she would confront them and tell them that she realized that they were a scammer. Uh, she didn't hang up on them. Typically, they hung up on her. But it's just the uh, the need for awareness uh, that is so important. And I don't know if you've uh, received some of those calls. Uh, if you've called earlier and said that you're aware of those and you've been uh, victimized by those. And just remember the, the whole spoofing technology. A detective told us uh, the VoIP technology really lends itself to these scams as well. Uh, but in, in spoofing, you can receive on your cell phone uh, what looks like a, uh, a legitimate business or even a law enforcement agency. 
so it might say Modesto Police Department or Stanislaus County Sheriff's Department with the correct phone number, and it's spoofing. They're not really from the Sheriff's Department or the Police Department. Uh, the key thing that uh, Detective Gomez reminded us is never give money to anybody over the phone. And I, I realize there are some charities that that do cold calling, uh, but I, I would say research it, call them back. If you want to uh, give them some money, call them back. Uh, but just be very aware. And, and a big scam as well. And I haven't had this happen for a while, but... Hi, I'm I'm from the uh, so and so uh, sheriff's uh, police uh, marching and chowder society, and we're raising funds. Well, nope, sorry, can't give to you. Goodbye. It's just any time that anyone's asking you for money, especially in the way that Detective Gomez talked about these these uh, cards. Those and they will they will send you to a a convenience store, a mini mart, that type of thing, and they'll have you buy a prepaid card, and uh, they'll have you read the serial number, the contact number, and the pin off that card. And what they do is once you purchase the card, they take uh, the pin number and the serial number that you've given them. And they put that uh, card into their account, and and you're left uh, left with a worthless a worthless card, and possibly uh, emptying out a lot of your bank account as well. So uh, just a reminder to be very very aware. Again, we want to offer the opportunity on Wednesday afternoon, second hour, if you would like to promote a candidate who uh, you'd like people to vote for. Call us, tell us who that candidate is, what they're running for, and briefly tell us why you'd like us to vote for them. Our number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Now, uh, as you're thinking about that, going back to the whole issue of scamming, there are uh, they are rampant. And again, I want to underscore from the detective, it reaches all age groups. He mentioned even those in their 20s are uh, are being victimized right now. And uh, in a little bit, I'm going to share with you an incredible story about how a scammer from Jamaica picked the wrong guy to scam. Fascinating story. And uh, I'll give you some, uh, I have some sound bites there as well as the story. It really is incredible. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. Before we get there, a question for you as we uh, come up to election time. I, uh, I, am, I mentioned before, I am so tired of hearing, let's have a hearing. Let's have another hearing. And nothing gets done. And the politicians jot each other and the, the supposed uh, experts, uh, peddle their wares, so to speak, in front of the Senate or the House of Representatives or committees, whatever it might be. I have testified at some of those types of committee hearings up in Sacramento, and rarely did anything come of it. I've gone and I've talked to legislators, and usually if they don't want to hear from you, they have one of their aides listen to you, and then they uh, politely say, "Uh, thank you for that, I'll pass it along. And, you know, I, I understand that. So I, I, I'm just very tired of the typ- uh, typical political response to our concerns. What are your big issues coming up to the, uh, well, to the primaries coming up here on June 7? And remember, in our primaries here in California, 
and and especially as we look at the gubernatorial race in the primaries, the number one vote getter and the number two vote getter move on to the general election coming up in November on November 8, 2022. And it doesn't matter if the number two guy only or gal only gets five or ten votes. If they're number two, it's a runoff between the two. I personally think this is a very dysfunctional system. Not surprised that we have it in California if it's dysfunctional, but I think it's just, but it's the system that we have. And so it becomes very important, I think, as you vet those people that you're, uh, that you're going to vote for, that you identify, that we all identify, what are our big burner issues? Now, of course, water is very popular. Crime is uh, very popular. How do we deal with the homeless issues that are out of control in terms of uh, streets in San Francisco and in L.A. and other places that uh, have, have been decorated now with uh, hypodermic needles and human feces and trash? Uh, the citizens of a city, of a town, have the right not to have to have this type of environment. And we're really not helping those who are homeless because we're not addressing the real issues. So just out of curiosity, what are your big issues? What are the big burner issues that you're looking for candidates to address here in the primaries on June 7 and then moving on to the general election in November 8, 2022? What are the big issues that you would like to hear the candidates address? Our number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. While you're thinking about that, the American Hockey League playoffs, they're here. Stockton Heat playing for the Pacific Division Finals. You can cheer on your team as they continue their historic season, and you can hear them on our sister station, Fox Sports AM 1280. Now, this coming Monday on the 23rd, the Stockton Heat, they're taking on the Colorado Eagles. And a best-of-five series begins at Stockton Arena. Pre-game at 6, the puck drops at 6.30, and it's the fastest game in Stockton. Again, Stockton Heat playoff uh, hockey. Would you like some tickets? We'll provide you a pair of tickets. In fact, we can also provide some. uh, We'll do a bonus question just because it's Wednesday as well. So give this some thought. What is the answer to the question? And uh, producer Mike will arrange for a pair of tickets for you to the Stockton Heat. What is the name of the venue that the Stockton Heat play in? What is the name of the venue that the Stockton Heat play in? Here's a clue. The facility is featured on the homepage of Fox Sports AM 1280 on their Facebook page. What's the name of the venue that the Stockton Heat play in? Call us, 209-551-3483. If you've got the answer, producer Mike has some tickets to the Stockton Heat for you. All right, the Mike Douglas Show continues in three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. A pastor with passion. A minister with manners. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Been talking about our Wednesday second hour, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m., an opportunity to talk about candidates you're supporting and why you're supporting them. Also, what are the big issues that you would like to see candidates address? 
here uh, upcoming on the primaries on June 7 and then the general election, uh, the midterm election coming up on November 8. Let's go to the phones, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Lita from Modesto, what big issues uh, are you looking for candidates to address? Hello, Mike. Um, I really am interested in the fact that no one seems to be talking about mental health. So I would love to really ask questions and find out if they're, I just, you know, what their plan is, if they're even addressing the issue, because I think that's a huge part of a lot of the problems we're having. And also um, the issue of homelessness. Yes, and and I think uh, that that those intersect. I, I think absolutely. Um, as you look at that, you talk about uh, uh, mental health issues. Uh, have you been following the care courts that the governor is proposing at all? Are you familiar with that? No. Okay, see this, and this is one of the issues we need to take a look at. He is proposing uh, if if people do not voluntarily uh, seek uh, some type of uh, help, uh, whether that be psychological or physical, whatever it might be, and, and they appear to be unable to take care of themselves or others, he is he is oh, yeah. proposing that they uh, be actually sentenced to, I guess, forced into uh, an institution or institutionalized in some way uh, to get help. Uh, The pushback coming from that is that, well, doesn't that violate their rights? I mean, they're they're being made to go to treatment or whatever it might be against their will. Uh, What are your what are your thoughts on that? Do you do you think we ought to be able to do that? Or do you think the the individual's rights would would preclude that type of solution? Um, Well, actually, I did hear something about that, but I thought it had to do with if you got busted with some kind of drug issue, they were going to force you. Um, You know, it's. It's tricky. I don't know all the details about it. Um, I know in the past, I was younger, but in the 80s, we had the mental health, uh, like uh, Napa. Yes. There was a place in Napa. There was a, a, I forget what it's called. It was in San Jose when I was growing up. And um, if someone called and had an issue and they could validate that you were having some mental health issues. They could actually put you in there to get help. Um, I don't know what all the rules were around that. Um, yeah, there and, and and there still is this have, this uh, the I don't call it well. I guess it's solution an option. Let me call it that an option of a seventy-two hour evaluation evaluation of someone cannot take care of themselves. Uh, or others. But uh, I think you're right. This is one of the big issues, and it is embedded into the whole homelessness um, debacle because really the the root causes like mental illness 
are not being addressed. At least they're not being addressed adequately. adequately. So, Rita, thank you so much for the call. Good point. Uh, thank you very much, and and I hope some politicians are addressing those uh, those issues that you're bringing up. Uh, great point. What about you, uh, my friends? What big issues do you think ought to be brought up? I think that's a huge one, and that again that dovetails into an assessment of what we think about Governor Newsom's proposal for the care courts. Uh, he's getting pushed back, I think, from both sides. Uh, the issue is if someone is unable to take care of themselves or others and they are unwilling to go to a treatment facility, whether it be for uh, drugs or whether it be for mental illness, should they be forced to go? And and that, that's the crux of the problem. A lot of people don't want to go because they're they're they they're living on the street for a reason. So what other big issues uh, do you think we ought to be addressing in the primaries coming up on June 7 and uh, the the election coming up on uh, November 8? What about water? We talked about homelessness, the abortion issue, uh, lack of housing, the economy, people leaving California. What what's important to you? I'm I'm often I'm often surprised at topics that some of the candidates pick to talk about. And and then they not only the topics they talk about, but the way they talk about them. And they give these broad brush strokes. I will deal with homelessness if you elect me. Oh, all right. Well, let's put some skin on that skeleton. How are you going to do that? What are your proposals? Let's get very specific. And unfortunately, specificity has not been a hallmark of our of our elections. Whether you liked him or not, I think Donald Trump was very clear in his campaign about what he was going to do. And as much as he could get the cooperation of the House of Representatives and the Senate, uh, he was able to do a lot of them. So he took a good run at building the wall, which was later undone by President Biden. He got us uh, energy independence. That's something that he talked about. I'm all for setting up reasonable goals and then tell us what your plan is to attain those goals. Don't you think that's reasonable? Are, are you hearing that from a lot of uh, the people that are running? And it's hard, I understand, to capture from the little blurbs that are in the uh, the sample ballots. Again, uh, draw your attention to iVoterGuide.com, iVoterGuide.com. Again, uh, I think it's a a pretty good website. It uses empirical data gathered from the candidates uh, to assess where they are in terms of uh, (laughs) liberalism or conservatism uh, and somewhere in between. And they don't tell you who uh, they're promoting to vote for, but they give you uh, the facts as far as they've gathered them from the candidates. I think it's a good resource, just being up front. It is uh, apparently a uh, division of, or uh, at least related to, the American Family Association. So I think it comes with a world view of uh, promoting healthy families. But again, I, I think they do a pretty good job of, of uh, being fairly antiseptic and reasonable when they address the particular issues. So I want to make sure that you have the opportunity to talk about the issues you're concerned about. 209-551-3483. We'll continue that conversation in five minutes. On the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. 
Mike Douglas Show. Now, weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. He's got issues. Let's talk about it. The Mike Douglas Show, on air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Thanks so much for joining us this Wednesday afternoon as you and I get to talk about the issues of the day reasonably, rationally, and respectfully. And uh, out of that, uh, we help form our own opinions, and sometimes our opinions can change even as we uh, connect with each other. Thank you so much for participating in that. We just love providing you that live and local forum to uh, air your concerns and uh, your opinions on the issues of the day. And uh, Wednesday afternoons on the second hour here from 4 to 5, we also invite you to share the big issues you would like to see addressed in the upcoming elections, and if you'd like to tell us which candidate or candidates you're supporting and why, love to hear that as well. And in fact, if uh, if you're a candidate and you're listening and you'd like to tell us which office you're running for and why we ought to vote for you, we'll do that too. like to keep that uh, fairly concise so that we can get uh, as many people in as possible. Our number here, 209 551 Three four eight three. Uh, looking, uh, I was just checking uh, my uh, my Twitter feeds here. Elon Musk this morning tweeted out about nine twenty two in the morning. Political attacks on me will escalate dramatically in coming months. <laughs> I bet they will. Uh, you know, I I don't agree with everything Elon Musk uh, is about, but I I like his courage, and he has the bucks to be courageous. Uh, you and I had those kind of bucks. Maybe we would be more courageous. I don't know, but uh, it's just uh, he. I find him uh, amusing on the one hand and inspiring on the other. Even, even if we don't agree on everything, I I. I appreciate the way that he's uh, approaching uh, a lot of these issues. Hey, just a reminder, friends, we have some tickets for you to the uh, Stockton Heat, uh, the playoffs coming up. We did have a caller answer the question right, but turns out uh, the games didn't fit their schedule. So we still have uh, a pair of tickets left, and I'm even going to give you a bonus question here. Uh, First question for a pair of tickets to the Stockton Heat playoffs what is the name of the venue that the Stockton Heat play in? What is the name of the venue that the Stockton Heat play in? And uh, by the way, a hint there is it's on the homepage of Fox Sports AM 1280. That's where you can hear uh, the Stockton Heat games. Well, here's a bonus question as well for two more tickets. It might be a little more difficult. What is the ballpark located next door to the facility where the Stockton Heat play. What is the ballpark located next door? Our number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. I'm sure that many of you have been uh, watching uh, over the past 24 hours <laughs> the, the voting as it developed in Pennsylvania. Uh, Dr. Oz uh, hanging on to uh, about, uh, I think it's what, maybe two-tenths of a a percentage point uh, over uh, the McCormick. And it's just, uh, I I think it's wonderful. And and I really, it doesn't matter to me who's ahead. 
uh, really, I think that will will come out in in terms of the uh, the general election coming up. But in the primary, I I love it when there's competition within the same party. I love it when there's competition because then we get to hear. Hopefully, we get to hear because of that competition what uh, the the politicians are really about. I don't know about you. Do you give a lot of I want to say, uh, uh, do you give a, a, a lot of value to negative politicians and their uh, commercials? Do you give a lot of credence to that? I turn it off. However, I think there's also a case to be made that negative ads stick with people. And uh, I... I, I think we've uh, we've seen that happen in, in Pennsylvania. I think there is wisdom. In fact, I think it's part of, of uh, it's, it's necessary if you're running for office. If you want to in you want to unseat someone or you want to uh, have someone vote for you uh, as opposed to someone else, you need to make a case about why they should not vote for that person but vote for you. And so in that, I don't believe in character assassination, but I do believe in the issues. This is the way this person is dealing with the issues. This is the way that I'm going to uh, uh, to deal with it. And so I, I think in terms of negative ads, so to speak, I think we have to do that to a degree. The character assassi- assassination uh, part of it, I'm not so much uh, in favor of. What do you think? Do, you, do those negative ads sway you? 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. And uh, just very quickly, Daniel from Modesto, you've, uh, you've won two tickets to the Stockton Heat. Uh, what was your answer to the big question of the day, Daniel? It's the Stockton Arena. There you go. Absolutely. You a hockey fan? Yes, sir. All right. I uh, hope you enjoy the game, and, and thanks for calling in. We appreciate that very much. What, what do you think, looking at, at the playoffs, looking at the strengths of the Heat versus uh, the Eagles? Uh, what do you see happening in the first two or three games? The Heat's going to win all three games. All right. Uh, Dan, Daniel's got a prediction out there that he's going to win the first uh, two or three games. Hey, Daniel, thank you so much. I appreciate your call today. Thanks for calling in and, and playing. All right. Uh, we're going to give out a, a bonus question here. And uh, I, I just pressed the button that sent Daniel into a call phone purgatory somewhere, I guess. Uh, Daniel, you can call back if you know this the answer to this bonus question, you can get two more tickets. Uh, 209-551-3483. Here's the question. What is the ballpark located next door to the Stockton Arena? Daniel got the question, the venue that the Stockton Heat play in, the Stockton Arena. But for uh, two more tickets, if you know, what's the ballpark located next door? To the Stockton Arena. Hmm. 209 551 I'm re, uh, reminded that as we approach these, uh, these primaries and as we approach the general election coming up in, uh, in November, it is, I believe, absolutely important 
if we're going to cast votes, that we know who or what we're voting for. Now, I understand when we're in when we're in those seasons when we're voting for pop propositions, it you have a devil of a time sometimes trying to figure out what the proposition is really saying. And I think there's probably for those uh, propositions that are very complex, they do that on purpose so that we can't figure out what it's really about. But in in terms of candidates, I think it is so important to vet who those candidates are. And we need to do our own research as we can. And again, that's what Wednesdays at 4 to 5 p.m. are about here on the Mike Douglas Show. We're going to open up the phones, and if, if you have an issue or you have a candidate that you're behind, you'd like to know, uh, you'd like us to know why you're voting for that candidate, make a case for them. We'd love to hear it. And if you're a candidate, we'd love to hear your, uh, your pitch for you, what office you're running for and why we should uh, vote for you. I really believe that informed voting is absolutely critical, especially in the June 7 primaries here in California and coming up on the November 8 uh, primary as well. It's absolutely important that we know who we're voting for and why. <clears throat> not, not just because they have the right letter behind their name. And again, the, the choices are, are plentiful just for governor. There's 13 Republicans running for governor, uh, three Democrats in addition to Governor Newsom, and seven with no party uh, affiliation. Uh, For the lieutenant governor, three Democrats, three Republicans, and one no party preference. Uh, Secretary of State, four Republicans, one Democrat, one no party uh, preference. And uh, so at at least for, for governor... There are there are many, many candidates. And again, the issue is, <laughs> do we know exactly what they stand for? Because the number one and number two Republicans and Democrats and other party and non-party running together, number one and number two are going to be on the ballot in November, regardless of what party they're from. So it benefits us uh, to know. Hey, we got... Uh, Got uh, uh, Dennis back, and uh, what's the answer to the bonus question? Stockton Ports. Stockton Ports. All right, uh, Mike, are we going to take that one? All right, what is the ballpark? Let me restate the question real quick. What is the ballpark? located next door to Stockton Arena? Uh, I, I just thought it was a, the Stockton Ports play there, right? I don't know the ballpark's name. Okay, the name of the ballpark. Uh, yeah. Well, tell you what, maybe you can figure that out in the next couple minutes. Call us back, or uh, friends, if you happen to know. Thank, thanks for the call, by the way. Good, Good try. But not quite what we're looking for. Uh, we, it's the actual name of the ballpark. And uh, that's what we're looking for for another two tickets to the Stockton, uh, Stockton Heat. Uh, right, we've been talking about the importance of voting with intelligence and, and vetting. What big issues are you looking for? What candidates are you supporting and why? 209-551-3483. We'll continue with the Mike Douglas Show in three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
with the big news of the day, here's more of the Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And thank you for joining us here on this uh, staticky Wednesday afternoon on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And uh, yes, we're, we are aware of uh, the static, not, not just that which I give people, but uh, the... <laughs> the technological static and uh, our engineers are, are trying to solve that. So thank you for listening and, and hanging in there with us uh, this afternoon. We've been talking about issues that are important to you as we come up on the primary June 7 and upon the midterm election coming up on November 8, 2022. Uh, very, very important for us to look at the issues. One of my big issues, and again, if We'd love to hear what your biggies are. What are the issues you want addressed? 209-551-3483. One of mine is energy independence. And not only here in California, but uh, from Washington, D.C. as well in terms of the national context. I, I, I think we're on the precipice of some very dangerous problems coming up with the current policies. Dumping... Our, uh, our lines to oil and gas, our supply of oil and gas, not being energy uh, independent anymore. Uh, we, are, we are looking at tanking our economy, no pun intended. And so there's an interesting uh, development here, and I call it nuke the nuke. Nuke the nuke, N-U-K-E. Not Newt, as in Gingrich, but Nuke, as in nuclear, N-U-K-E. Nuke the Nuke. As you may recall, Governor Gavin Newsom is backpedaling a little bit on his recommendation that the Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant be closed down. You're probably familiar with that. Uh, Lies between San Francisco and L.A. And the idea is that it could keep running beyond a scheduled closing in 2025. Uh, and the governor's saying who originally would wanted it closed is now looking at the prospect we we may be highly energy deficient here in California. And so he's backpedaling on that. However, a couple of groups have written a letter to Governor Newsom and they're saying, nope, you got to close it down. The plant is old. It's unsafe. It's too close to the earthquake faults uh, that are there, and it poses a threat to the twin reactors. Uh, they're saying your suggestion to extend the operational life of the Diablo Canyon nuclear facility is an outrage. Everything's an outrage. Are you tired of that? Are you tired of the word outrage? I'm outraged. This is an outrage. That and existentialism. I am so tired of hearing existential or the uh, existentialist threat. You know, it's a $5 word for a uh, one, one cent term. It's basically dealing with our existence. We have a threat to our existence, but it sounds more profound as it will. We have an existential threat. You won't hear me, I hope, using existential so much. I'm that's one of those words that I wish politicians would would quit using. Anyway, and the other one is we're outraged. 
We're outraged at this. Uh, Diablo Canyon, they say, is dangerous, dirty, and expensive. It It must retire as planned. Now, who is saying this? Well, it's a letter uh, that includes the San Luis Obispo Mothers for Peace. Uh, what is that act? S-L-O-M-P, slump. I guess they probably didn't desire an acronym. Who, who wants to be known as slump? Uh, but the San Luis Obispo Mothers for Peace and the Oregon Conservancy Foundation the Snake River Alliance, and the Ohio Nuclear Free Network. What are these people in Ohio? Why, why are they writing letters to the California governor? Well, it's because that's, uh, that's their agenda. So what do they want? Do they provide a, an alternative method for energy? I mean, as our state officials are admitting that the drought... Uh, heat, wildfires, supply chain problems, regulatory issues that that are hampering even the solar industry. These all create chan- challenges for energy reliability, not only this summer, but in coming uh, years as well. By the way, there are 55 commercial nuclear power plants and 93 nuclear reactors in 28 United uh, in 28 states in the U.S., And here we go. Nuclear power provides about 20% of electricity in the United States of America. And that equates to about half of the nation's carbon-free energy. All right, so for Slump, the San Luis Obispo Mothers for Peace, the Oregon Conservancy Foundation, the Snake River Alliance, and the Ohio Nuclear Free Network— what do you propose we do? Nuclear energy is is a valid way to to uh, to to power the nation and to power a state. What alternatives do you have? Well, they don't have any. They just want to close it down. So I I think you know this is nuke the nukes. Well, I I think we're going to suffer from that, and and I I think we're also uh, going to suffer from the fact that uh, Governor Newsom and his uh, his folks up in Sacramento have been as as best they can trying to do away with the combustible engine, and uh, you know they they want to do away with uh, gas powered cars, and we all want to be totally electric. And, and we're totally ignoring what, it, what is required to go to a total electric transportation system. The gas and oil that are required to make us totally electric uh, are incredible. Do you hear about this? No. All you hear is criticism. We've got to do away with the gas engines. Got to do, with oil. Got to do with, uh, away with oil. Got to do away with gas and oil. And maybe the 6,000 products, over 6,000 products that it, uh, that it supports. All right, we'll continue uh, more tomorrow and Thursday here on the Mike Douglas Show, 3 to 5 p.m. Right here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Trevor Carey up next. <laughs> 